I'm not just happy, I'm her pal. This is Power Up Life, the podcast. I'm your host, Gianna Lucas, co-founder and CEO at Hapal, the social enterprise that powers this podcast. We help you slay life in high school, uni and beyond. Each week on the show, you'll learn epic life skills in a super chill way. Hear from well-known legends as they reveal their biggest setbacks and milestones to date. And you'll find out what our Hapal squad think about a whole stack of topics too. From epic challenges to super raw moments, this show has it all. So let's power up life. I'm so thrilled to introduce you to this week's guest on Power Up Life. She's one extraordinarily talented boss babe, advocate and much more. Her name is Marley Silva, a Gamilaroi and Dungati woman who's co-founder of Titters for Titters, a social media initiative which is dedicated to celebrating Indigenous women and girls through storytelling. Mali is a breath of fresh air. She's so funny and so wise, an exceptional human who also happens to be a speaker, author and host of the super successful Always Was, Always Will Be Our Stories podcast. Oh yeah, and she also happens to be a Hapao ambassador as well, might I add. <laughs> Marley is a true inspiration. Despite lacking confidence in high school, she decided to push through in order to pursue her dreams despite her fears. And look at her now. It just goes to show who you think you are in high school in no shape determines your future. And that's something to get excited about. By the way, if you're keen to know the challenge we went head-to-head with, we played Heads Up. No pun intended. Anyway, enough from me. Let's power up life. And now I have Marley with me at home in her bedroom. Apparently, it's freshly painted. Very nice, Marley. Thanks for coming on the show. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, this is part of the, the silver lining of this downtime. Very proactive. I think I've been talking about repainting my room for about two years. So we're doing it. It's a great time. It's great to be with you today. And I can see behind you, the walls are very white. Are you going for that sort of Scandinavian aesthetic? Oh, yep. You're giving me much more credit than I probably deserve. Um, Yeah, just going real fresh white. And actually the wall that I'm looking at, so you can't see, is going to be a feature wall. Purple, actually. Oh, purple. Is that your favorite color? It's not, but I just oh. think it's going to look really nice. Like my favorite color is blue and I, no, I don't, I want purple. You want purple? Yeah, I want purple. It's weird. Well, well, well done for <laughs> stepping out of your comfort zone during exactly. COVID-19. It's, it's a great thing. It brings out the best in many of us. So obviously it's bringing out the best of you, your adventurous side. <laughs> As I said, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'd love to firstly ask you, did you always dream about creating a social platform, a movement like you have? I don't know if I've always dreamed um, to to build something myself, but I've always been driven towards being parts of movements like the one that I've ended up creating. I'm very lucky in the sense that I've been raised in a household where I've always known I'm Aboriginal, always had an immense amount of pride instilled in me um, because of that and in my parents' teaching of what that means. I've come out of it understanding that being an Aboriginal woman is the greatest honour in my life. 
So even in high school, I was always putting my hands up to volunteer for particular Aboriginal organisations, be involved in lots of different um, youth and leadership opportunities as a young Aboriginal person who had a voice. I nearly said it was confident and had a voice, but as a teenager, I definitely wasn't confident, but I just really enjoyed public speaking and felt more comfortable (laughs) doing that, which is a bit strange. But You knew you would have a voice one day. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe the ancestors telling me, the ancestors telling yeah. me, get on stage, you'll be right, you're, you're going to be fine. And then once I left school, my first job, well, aside from waitressing, was for an Aboriginal nonprofit that worked with Indigenous high school kids. And I mm. definitely, I found my love there and working with kids that reminded me of me so much and, and being able to kind of help them realize how amazing they are and their potential was a real gift so I did that for a long time did that for most of my university degree uh, did and you then, actually study sorry don't mind me asking yes so I did my bachelor of creative arts majoring in creative writing at the University of Wollongong and then came up to the University of Technology Sydney and did my honours there in communications. So um, a whole bunch of things that people tended to laugh at and go, oh, good luck getting a job. Um, <laughs> you proved so I, yeah, So I basically <laughs> turned around and went, well, I made one for myself. So it was in that last year of study in that honours year where because of all the opportunities that I'd been kind of putting my hand up for and, and really diving into without hesitation since I was about 15, I'd been come out of it pretty strong in, I guess, skills that are quite entrepreneurial without me having realized. And yeah, yeah so 2018, the NADOC theme was because of her, we can. And, and my what is on- NADOC for people who don't know? Of course, NADOC is the premier celebration of Indigenous cultures that happens annually. It is a week, usually held in July, but because of COVID, it's actually been pushed back, which is crazy. I don't think that's ever happened before. I call it the Black Christmas. <laughs> it's the best, best time. You know, there's big events. There's the NADOC ball. There's the... Wait, there's know, a ball? Like a full-on ball? ball? There's a wow. full-on ball with it's awards. It's more like Cinderella as well. And Christmas <laughs> yeah. combined. Oh, yeah. And you should see oh, the... The outfits are amazing, um, especially because we have such amazing Aboriginal designers. I can't remember where I was. Like, oh, I was in Europe <laughs> for the NATO for last year. So I saw lots of pictures from it and I was just like, oh my gosh, we are the best ever. Very biased, obviously. But <laughs> so there's a theme associated with NATO Week every year. Yeah. And it kind of dictates a lot of the community grassroots action that happens around it. So this year is always was, always will be. That's a great theme. I think, you know, we, we say that quite a bit and it talks about our, you know, the land that we walk on always having been Aboriginal land or if you're in the islands, Torres Strait Islander land um, and waterways. And um, in 2018, it was Because of Her We Can, which saw which our women. Femi- feminist uh, as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And our culture is traditionally matriarchal. Well, there are different mobs who some are patriarchal lines and some are matriarchal. Um mm. But there is a very strong presence of female leadership um, throughout our history, throughout our 80,000-year history, not just the last you know, couple of centuries. So it kind of was a no-brainer to see our women celebrated in this way and a lot of their stories were revealed that we hadn't heard before or hadn't been championed in the same way that a lot of our sportsmen are these days. In and NADOC 2018, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, so, I mean, NADOC is one week technically, but the whole year and a lot of community events that sit around it are dictated by that theme, which is amazing. You know, there's beautiful content coming out online all the time around that period of interviews with women and different communities and 
I was doing my research at the time on the representation of Indigenous women on Mm. film and television because of my writing background. I was writing a film script at the same time. And so my accompanying research was like, hey, you know, there's these examples of, you know, a Baz Luhrmann trying to write an Aboriginal woman and a Warwick Thornton trying to write an Aboriginal woman who's an Aboriginal man. And neither of them fit quite right because neither of them are Aboriginal women. Mm-hmm. Um, so my rebuttal. And- your thesis. Yes, your my, thesis, thesis. My, my thesis was <laughs> that in order for us to reach true and, and genuine representation, our Aboriginal women not on screen not only have to be played by Aboriginal women but have to be written and directed by them as well. Right. I was really just plugging my own work, obviously. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you do. <laughs> and so once I finished that, quite literally after I'd submitted my thesis, because, you know, I mean, normal people would just try and take a few weeks to relax because, you know, doing a whole year of research is pretty exhausting. But I was like, oh, my gosh, that momentum, you know, we're getting towards the end of this NADOG theme. We're getting towards the end of seeing our women celebrated. I need to do something. And I think that's where all those skills that I'd been acquiring kicked in. And I went, I've got to do something myself. And I was playing with all these different ideas. And I was like, OK, what's something I can do like right now that I don't need a lot of preparation for, that I have the skill set for already? that is, you know, really easily accessible by as many people as possible and, you know, I have full control over. And it became quite obvious when I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do is look at my phone, which is a terrible habit. It's we very are all healthy. guilty, Marley. But we all do it. We and all do That's okay. <laughs> so I'm happy that now when I do that, the first thing I do is if I've pre-written a post that I want to post that day, I just click post or I write the post. And so it's a yeah. nice thing to just write something beautiful about an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander woman. So, but yeah, that's what I, I did. I said, okay, I'm going to start an Instagram page. And I told my sister, I said. And your sister's Keely, isn't that right? Yes, Keely. yes <laughs> that's her name, Keely Lira Silva. She's 23 months younger than me. And people often think she's older, but I think that's purely because she's a lot taller than me. <laughs> But when I tell the story of kind of me sitting across from her at breakfast and going, I have this idea and you're going to do it with me, people realise that I'm the older sister in that kind of, you're in a, yeah, and she she has seen me have ridiculous ideas all the time, like a week after I said to her, I have this idea, we're actually coaching an under 18s girls team at the Oztag World Cup a week after. That came from professional sport right there. Or that's a bit of a stretch to say professional, but it, I mean, it, it has, a, it's big. It, it is big. More, you know, it's kind of re- just on the East coast. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun, but yeah, it, it, the world cup is really cool. We do have representation from like genuinely from a lot of different countries. We had the Irish team, French team. Like, okay, you know, so it's professional sport. It's professional. It's Take not. It. But, okay. <laughs> okay. So you were we, launching Titter for Titters and. Well, this at the same time? Yeah, so we've been working with these young girls for a while, you know, and I'd been, because I, I do <laughs> I go a bit above and beyond with a lot of stuff in our kind of coaching, managing positions with them. On our Facebook group, I'd been like setting challenges for them to like, you know, see how fast they could do 10 burpees and record and po- post it. And I wrote profiles for them all and sent them a little handbook of like, get to know your teammates before we get up there and all this kind of stuff. And interacting with them and again, looking at, essentially looking at my younger self in that way really was inspiring me as well. But um, my point of mentioning that was that, yes, it partly played into me going, okay, I have to do it now in terms of launching Titus for Titus because these, I could see how hungry these girls were for role models. I mean, growing up, we all have role models that it's easier for me to kind of see who I was looking up to now, but 
for the Who most part. Who are you looking up to? Male footballers. In terms of Aboriginal role models, that's what I was looking at because that's all I could see. And I mean, it also helps that my dad was a professional footballer and kind of fits into the stereotype of Indigenous success because we've had a very privileged upbringing because my dad played in the NRL for 14 years. But both my parents grew up in Housing Commission in Western Sydney, had nothing. Both your parents? Both my parents. They met at high school and both of them, I don't know if part of their ability to connect to each other comes from a lot of their similar experiences, but they both had alcoholic fathers and saw domestic violence in their households and really were ambitious in making sure they built lives for their future children that were complete opposites to what they had growing up. So I think being raised by people like that who really have a good perspective on what matters, they are the hardest workers I know and remain to be. Dad actually went to, he's a police officer and he joined the New South Wales Police Academy in the off season when he was still playing professional rugby league and used to do night shifts and finish at 5am and go straight to training. And it's crazy. It's so crazy. Obviously your parents become your first role models. And then because of him, my understanding of what it means to be Aboriginal and successful was other people that were like him. I turn the TV on and I see men that look like him and what do they do? They play sport. And I'm like, that's what I want to be, even though I'm not an athlete. As a teenager, when I I felt inadequate because I wasn't good at sport, which doesn't make any sense because I was very good academically and very good at a lot of other things. Um, But because I wasn't good at sport, I kind of was like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be great. I'm not going to do, you know, what my dad did because I can't throw a footy. So you um, thought at that time that if you weren't in sport, then you weren't going to be successful, essentially. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was definitely that part of that. I mean, it wasn't a particularly loud voice, but it was there. And I think seeing the girls that we were coaching at the time in 2018 and all the other factors coming to it, I was like, oh my gosh, there are so many amazing Aboriginal women that I know of now because of the circles that I travel in and because I have my ear to the ground in terms of our Indigenous-led media and all that kind of stuff, but they're not accessible to these everyday girls unless they are part of their family or something. So I'm going to start this Instagram page and we're just going to pump out these stories. And it really was just, as much as that sounds like there's a lot of thought that goes into it, it was just a lot of no-brainers kind of going, connect the dots, connect the dots. And then I, you know, the name came to me. So Titta means sister. It's an Aboriginal slang word that I've used always growing up. And it just made sense because, you know, I think we'd heard statements around International Women's Day, things like women for women, girls for girls, that sort of stuff. And then we were like sisters for sisters, ah, titters for titters. It resonates with a lot of people regardless of whether you're Aboriginal or not. So we started it. And my sister's an artist. So she gave me an artwork to use for the logo. And I was like, oh, this looks really flash, looks really professional <laughs> whatever. We've been around for years. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we know exactly what we're doing. Um, and then I remember both of us being a bit shamed to do the first post on our personal Instagrams to be like, go and follow this page. Because I was like, oh, I don't know if people are going to like ask me heaps of questions I don't know the answer to. And people are just going to be like, oh, what are you doing? You weirdo. <laughs> I guess that voice just popped up for a minute. We had a thousand followers in a week, 10,000 within the first four months. We were on the money when it comes to the fact that there wasn't, you know, we assumed there wasn't anything else like this out there. And I'd done a bit of research and we couldn't see anything. So we were right there. And then we were also kind of lucky in the sense that a lot of people were hungry for this and the right people got behind us. If you high profile people like your Brooke Bonies and, and, you know, Dr. Anita Heiss and, and people like that loved the page from the get go and shared it and told people about it. And then Mia Friedman saw it and Founder she's, of Mamma Mia. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> she, <founder. laughs> yeah. 
she reposted us and I just remember my phone blowing up in the middle of the night and kind of going, what the hell's going on? And she'd reposted something of ours and then, you know, asked me over for a cup of tea. And next thing I know, I have a podcast with the Mamma Mia Network, but I, I don't want to act like it's just like this super easy thing that happened or like it's just a complete fluke because we do work, I, I do work very hard on it, but there's so many things that I couldn't, no, no amount of hard work would have got me to that without the fluke or the kind of luck in a few ways that yep. people just backed us. So yep. that's how we've gotten to where we are today. And I absolutely love you sharing your story because there's no such thing as an overnight success. There is a lot of passion and research and you did all that. Yes, you you created something and yes, you got traction quite early, but you were following your heart. And I think there's something really powerful about following your passion. What What is next for Titters for Titters? So if it weren't for COVID, I would have <laughs> just kicked off our first ever school workshops, Titters for Titters workshops. You know, we've been in schools quite a bit speaking as guests for things like Natal Week or Reconciliation Week. This is the first time that we've actually built a curriculum for young girls that it can be adapted to both Indigenous and non-Indigenous girls in terms of, you know, it's led very much by culture and identity, but there's opportunities to invite non-Indigenous people in so they can support their Indigenous peers, which I think is really important. And that just comes from my own experience of being one of very few identifying students at my high school and there's definitely ways now that we're kind of exploring how we could digitalize it maybe come up with some really cool videos to at least kick off the relationship before we can actually get into the schools obviously still working on the podcast and I think it's you know it's been a year since since we launched the first season and I think we can go back and reflect and see how we can be bigger and better the other big thing which is more personal I guess for me is that I just finished writing my debut novel you should be so proud of yourself that's awesome. <laughs> I am. I really am. It's um, if you'd asked 15 year old Marley what, you know, her big dream in life was, it, it was to have a book with her name on the, the front cover. Oh. So didn't think I'd be doing that before I'm 25, but here we are. Another one of those crazy things, you know, the publisher, Hardy Grant Books, who have been absolutely amazing. They really took a risk on me because, I mean, for starters, they reached out to me to see if I'd be interested in doing something like this. And I was like, are you joking? Wow, can I just say when a publisher reaches out to a person and not the other way around, that's even more empowering and reassuring to know that you are on the right path. That is amazing. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I, at first I was like, am I being catfished? So that feels like quite surreal and so I what it is is a collection of, of stories of different everyday Aboriginal women not high profile ones they're names that you would never have heard before and they're incredibly generous and vulnerable young and older women the youngest I interviewed was age 15 and the oldest was 86 and oh. it's a real breadth of experience and knowledge and advice and kind of ways to sort of understand the sisterhood and what that means for all women um not just indigenous women and it's it's quite positive you know there's some really insane experiences these women have had some of them are quite devastating and harrowing but they just are so positive and resilient and it's incredibly inspiring and I can't wait for them to be celebrated the book's going to be out in September it's called my titter my sister thankfully it hasn't been affected by this I mean we were all I'd finished the manuscript before we went into lockdown. I, I mean, Lovely. this would have been a good time to 
finish it if I hadn't, but <laughs> I did have a deadline I needed to get it in by. And I've collaborated with a few female Aboriginal artists who are phenomenal and who I've been big fans of for a long time. So that's another layer of story as well. And just oh, so much generosity and a, a lot of different amazing women. So I'm really proud of it. And there, there's parts of my own story that are in there, but it's not really... It's not really mine. It's not really about me. Yeah. And I kind of am excited to see the reaction. That's going to take us to the end of the year with the school programs and a few other things that are too much in their infancy for me to feel comfortable talking about. But yeah, it's exciting. And, you know, I do this full time now. So I never thought that that, well, I didn't think it would happen for a long time, you know, not just in our second year, but it's wild. It's a wild, wild world. <laughs> you are definitely on the right track, Marley. Don't go anywhere, though. Right after this, we're going to talk all about gratitude. Did you know Her Power is on socials? Come and say hey. Follow us at HerPowerAU and be sure to check us out at HerPower.com. This week, we asked you what community issues matter the most to you, and here's what you had to say. The community issues I am most passionate about are social inclusion and equality. I believe that social inclusion is like human rights in that they are for everyone, every day and everywhere. Our differences should be celebrated and cherished rather than used as weapons to divide. Climate change is super important to me. I am passionate about equal rights and voice for everyone in the community mental health in adolescence and the environment around us. The whole idea of equality and equal rights is a big community issue that's important to me and needs to be resolved. Every individual deserves equal treatment, income and opportunities no matter who they identify as, their colour or how they look overall. Mental health support, equality and action being taken on discrimination and bullying. I believe everyone in our society should feel safe, valued and accepted. I'm passionate about empowering young people with life skills like leadership, emotional intelligence, confidence and self-love. I don't think we can achieve meaningful participation of everyone until we are all equal. Equal rights for everyone with a big focus on gender inequality as this is an issue that unfortunately is still evident in our society and something I know I've been personally affected by. Equal rights for girls and boys. I'm also very passionate about sustainability on our earth, keeping our planet clean and simply respecting our earth by putting our rubbish in the bin. I'm Carissa Shale and that's this week's talk topic. Got something to share? Drop us an email, yoursay at hapow.com. Want to power up life? Download your free Power Pack wallpapers at hapow.com. Okay, I'm very, very passionate about being grateful, being thankful for the big and small things in our life. And I ask everybody who comes onto the show this well, these two questions. Number one, what is something big that you are grateful for? Marley, go. I am incredibly grateful for um, my family as a support network. They are the ones who've really helped build me up to be able to do everything that I do. And they believe in me and are great sounding boards, you know, when I have all these kind of big wild ideas and yeah, I couldn't be where I am without them. Beautiful. And number two, what's one small thing that you're grateful for that maybe people would take for granted, but you're like, now you can't say paint because I know you painted your wall. It's going to be something <laughs> else. <laughs> I I just I just want to say my dogs like I'm really great and it they don't it doesn't feel like a small part of my life they are my children my but I'm babies. very yeah I'm I'm very grateful and I don't think people take dogs for granted I feel like there's a really big growing thing where dogs are just like the heroes of the world 
Oh, my um, dog Pip is the hero of the world. Like she yeah. is my number one. Well, apart from Brendan, my husband, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, my dogs, especially in this downtime, like they're just the place that you go to to feel happy and just looking at yeah. their faces makes me really happy. So yeah, definitely super grateful for dogs. So family and dogs, excellent answers. Now, how can people get in touch with you and Titters for Titters if they're like, oh, I just love what Marley and Titters for Titters is all about? We've started on the gram and that's the place that we are most active and you can slide into our DMs or email us. Our email is connected to our Instagram account. Anytime you want, people get confused with how you spell titters. <laughs> so titters, titter is T-I-D-D-A. So it's titters with an with S. An S. <laughs> and then a number four because we're cool and down with the kids. Um, titters. <laughs> Four titters. Uh, that's how, that's what we are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and the podcast. If you put that into your podcast app, awesome. And how can they follow you as well? I'm also on all those platforms under my name. So I'll, I'll give you the spelling of that too. It's <laughs> Marley, you know, like Bob Marley, but instead of EY, it's double E. And then nice. Silver is like the metal, but instead of ER, it's A. Oh, so. you, just, you just have to have a complicated name, don't you? Can't just yeah, be the just, traditional one. Just, just dumb spellings <laughs> of things. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, Marley. Right after this, guys, we've got the challenge. So excited about this one. Learn epic life skills in a super chill way. Sign up for free at hapow.com. Okay, Marley, it's time for the challenge. Do you want to know what you're going to be doing today? Yes, I'm ready to win, whatever it is. <laughs> okay, so we're going to play Alan DeGeneres' Heads Up Game, which is essentially celebrity heads, and it's on our phones. And because we are both at home, fortunately, we can see each other's screens without seeing ourselves. So we're going to make sure we hide our own, <laughs> our own screens, which we're doing right now. Now, how this game will work is with Heads Up. It's a free app, so guys, download it. It's awesome. Uh, you can choose different themes like superstars, blockbuster movies, you can even do like accents and impressions. But for us, you and I have to choose one theme and we're going to do one round each where we place the phone above our head and we've got to help the other person guess who is on our head. So if it's on my head, Marley, you've got to help me guess the right answer. If it's on your head, I'm going to help you guess the right answer. The person with the most amount of points at the end wins. And to help us do things legal, on <laughs> I've got Brendan here. Say hi, Brendan. Come right into the Hey, guys. Mic. Hello. Hello. So he's going to make sure that everything is above board because uh, he's, he's all about the policies and procedures. All right. I have hidden my view, so I shouldn't be able to see myself now. I, I can't see you, though. Oh, you can't see me. Hang on. That's important. I need to be able to see you. Otherwise, I'm definitely going to win. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Got it. Okay, I'm disappeared now. So what would you like to do? Would you like to do superstars or blockbuster movies? You're my guest. Um, to to I'm going to go with movies. And I have to say you've made a fatal error because I'm pretty good at this game. Not going to okay. lie. I was going to hope you, you would have said superstars. Shame. That's okay. Well, I read your mind. See, you got, it's a mind game. <laughs> I'm already winning. you got to get back on top now. It's like. <laughs> All right. Do you want to go first or do you want me? Do you want on your head or my head? I'll do it on my head. Your Is head? that right? Okay, so Happy. I'm going to help you guess. Okay, no, good okay. start, good start, good Let start. Let me just like see. I, I'm, I, can you see there? I can this, see that. Is that going to be fine? Yep. Okay, where is that, that better? Not either one. I can see. Okay, okay. Yep, my eyesight Bl is all right. Blockbuster movies. Yep. Play. You're going to do the replay thing? No. Nah. I don't want to do instant replay. Play some for him. 
Okay, here we go. Oh, uh, Ben Stiller movie uh, with uh, with Robert Downey Jr. and they're set out, and I think in Vietnam in like the nineteen seventies. Oh, um, it's a comedy. Oh, it's comedy. Tropic Thunder. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Well done, you got that. Uh, okay, things that fly in the air. They fly in the air to get Birds? A to B. No, people sit in them Planes. to go to. Yes, yeah. That's oh. that's it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, oh, nah, pass. Oh no. This is hard. Oh, um, Gal Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. She plays. Oh, she, Wonder Woman. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Wonder Woman. Yes, yes, yep. Yeah. Flick up again. Oh gosh, I don't know how to describe these to you. Oh, um, when it when it's when it's uh the, the umbrellas in the sky and um. Singing in the rain. Yeah, yeah, I'll give that one to you. Was it singing in the rain? Yes, he'll sing in the rain. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, Brendan. How many did she get? Marley, you got four with that. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh my gosh! But but do you know you should why? Have done. Because let's I wanted... do the time. I know. I didn't think, and I thought because some of the names were a bit more complicated. I thought, what could I say in the least amount of words as possible to give you the maximum amount of chances to win? Right. So right, you got okay. four. I think that's pretty okay. good. All right, my turn now. Okay. <laughs> this is intense. Can you see this? Can you see? Yes. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Flip up. Benedict Cumberbatch. He. Yeah. yeah. What's a? I don't know. Anything else? Do you know it? <laughs> Okay, flip up, flip up, flip up. Um, don't know that one. Oh my goodness. Okay. Oh, it's a really beautiful film. Um, film that narrows it down. Yeah, in and in the Oscars, it won best picture, but they. Oh no, it didn't win best picture. They said it with one best picture, but then it didn't. Oh, who's in it? Gay boys in um America. It's like a gay story. It's beautiful and like flip up, flip up, flip up. It's too hard. (laughs) I don't know that one either. I'm sorry. (laughs) I feel like I've set you up. Oh, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot. Wonder Woman? Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, yes. Oh, no. Um, oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, those are really hard. <laughs> I got zero. Oh, that's the no, worst. You got one. You got I've one. Done. You just flipped it the wrong way. Oh, I did get one. Oh, Brendan, which one did I get? You got Wonder Woman. I got Wonder Woman, of course. Yeah. Okay, yes, yeah. I did get Wonder Woman. I got one point. I'm so sorry. That was, that was uh, you killed you killed me there. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I just my explaining was terrible. Like I knew a lot of the movies, but I was like, oh. It's you know what? It's amazing what happens when we're under pressure. And also, yeah. some of the names like we've got to think on our feet to go. Not only do we understand it, but we've got to make sure that the other person understands it too. And I think my problem was I was focusing too much on the storylines of the film. You, you have to also think about you know ways to get people thinking about the words in the title if that yes. makes sense like you go without be... saying too much because you can't oh, say I the know. name of the title like one of yours that I had for you was singing in the rain but I couldn't yeah. say I was gonna sing I'm singing in yeah. the rain. and I was like oh that's can't. the title yeah yeah, yeah. so I think wow. you did very well you got four you smashed it I got one but you know what you are the interviewee so you deserve the win anyway so well done Molly thank you <laughs> thank you so much for coming on power up life you've been an absolute legend congratulations Congratulations on everything that you are achieving for Titters for Titters. And we look forward to speaking to you again soon. Thanks for having me. Marley, what a babe. She's all heart and absolutely hilarious. I'm so proud of her and everything she's achieving. How lucky are we to have her as a Her Power Ambassador? 
Just saying. If you would love to learn more about Marley and Aboriginal culture and history, well, I've got some amazing news for you. In your fave podcast feed, we've dropped a super special bonus episode where Marley and I go deep. I ask her so many questions about Indigenous culture, you know, the things I've always wanted to learn more about. So keep on the lookout for that as it drops the same day as this episode of Power Up Life. Love this episode of Power Up Life? Why not leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast app? By doing so, you're helping us reach even more people just like you. Want to be a Her Power Advocate and contribute to our weekly talk topics and more? Email us at yoursay@herpower.com. Don't forget to follow us on socials. Simply look up Hapow AU to follow us and stay in the know. This episode of Power Up Life was produced by me. Gianna Lucas, Maria Dukadinovska, and Carissa Shale for the Hapal Podcast Network. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Power Up Life, a Hapal Podcast. If you loved this episode, be a legend and leave us a quick rating and review on your fave podcast app. Dive into the show notes for all episodes on our website, hapow.com forward slash podcast. Catch you next time and remember to power up life.